Well, hey, friends, welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. I'm Ty Evans. Thank you for being here. I hope uh, you're getting some good riding time in these days. These, uh, these days are starting to cool off a little bit more. These September days are my favorite. Hopefully you're getting some time to spend with those mules, those horses of yours, and those donkeys of yours, whatever it is you got, and you're having a fun time with them. Um, in this episode, we're diving into our most recent clinic in Gloucester, Ohio. Uh, we're going to do a debrief. You know, while I was there, a bunch of those folks were saying, you know, I wish you'd do more debriefs. Are you going to do a clinic debrief on this one? We want to hear the debriefs. I know I've been slacking on these. I apologize. We'll try to do more of them. But uh, anyways, we're going to dive into a lot of great lessons. A lot of great people were at this clinic and I hope these things inspire you and help you and uh, make your day a little bit better. Um, before we get going, I want to thank our sponsors. We got the wonderful Mule Magazines, Western Mule Magazine and Mules and More Magazine. You need both of these on your coffee table in your living room. They need to be there. You need to be reading these every month. I write for Western Mule Magazine every single month, Mules and More Magazine you know, Corey Daniels over there, she puts a, a great, a great spread together in that magazine. And you got to read that stuff, you guys. Um, make sure you go, go support them. Also, I want to thank Roman Homes. If you're looking for a dang good wall tent for hunting season, we're here. It's hunting season. It's starting. Uh, some of those of you that are doing the late season hunts, you're going to want that wood burning stove. You're going to want that comfy wall tent. So go to romanhome.com and uh, check them out. They do a great job. Also, want to give a shout out to Diamond W Enterprises. If you're looking for a really good jack, they got a good one. Get those mares bred. Some of you guys like to breed in the fall and, and some of you like to breed in the spring. Um, if you're looking for a good jack, Diamond W over there, Kevin Wright, he's got a good one. You got to check them out, you guys. And Colt Saddlery as well. If you're looking for a good saddle, good gear, need to look up Colt Saddlery. Thank you so much. Let's get going. So I want to dive into our most recent clinic in Gloucester, Ohio. Uh, so many amazing things to talk about. So many great experiences. Um, the people there were just phenomenal. I just don't have anything bad to say about anybody there. They were all so, so wonderful. Every participant just totally rocked on. The facility, oh boy, we got stuff to talk about. It was, uh, it was a pretty rough facility, but you know what? Having good people around you, having good horses, good mules around you, it makes any situation so much better. And, and that's what I want to talk about today is, is all the wonderful people. So, um, I've, I've made some notes here of, of things, uh, that I want to discuss about, um, people here, things to highlight that I think we could all learn from and apply and, and that'll help all of us. Um, but y you may catch me bouncing around. Okay. I might just kind of bounce around. So I'm just going to just jump right in here um, and get going because, like I mentioned, I think a lot of these things that went on, we can learn from, we can be better from. And it's been a while since I've done a debrief. And multiple people there at that clinic, they said, I wish you'd do debriefs. I wish you'd do debriefs more often. I sure wish you'd uh, catch up on your debriefs. So I'm going to try. As any of you that have been longtime listeners have found, you know, at, at these, these debriefs, uh, they can easily become repetitive because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm teaching these same classes week after week and, and yeah, they're different people, different animals. And, and, and there truly is, um, so many topics that we could easily discuss. It's, it's easy for these things to become repetitive in nature. Um, just because I'm the one that is, you know, that is doing this show. I'm the one that's talking and the things that I notice might be, uh, the same continually. Um, you know, it might be funner if I could have different participants from each clinic do this. And, and I've thought about that. Maybe I'll try to get participants on here the last day of the clinic. The problem is, is by the last day of the clinic, everybody's tired. 
everybody's, uh, you know, most of them are, are heading home, you know, and, and so getting them to sit down and, and record a podcast is a little bit more challenging, but that would surely be a good time. I definitely think so. Anyways, bear with me as I kind of bounce around here, all these thoughts of uh, these amazing people. We had, we had so many good people there and my goodness, you guys, it, it, it makes such a difference to have good people around you. Um, I'm just a big fan of good people. Be a good person, you know, and it, it makes all the difference. Attitude is everything. You know, the facility at Gloucester, Ohio, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it by name on on here. Um, but it was it was rough. It was really rough. And the people in charge sure didn't seem to care a whole lot about making us comfortable and, and helping the people there. So, you know, I, I, I do want to publicly apologize for having a clinic at, at such a, a poor facility where the uh, customer service is just absolutely ridiculous and, and the, the place is ridiculous and, and everything. And, you know, the, I'm, I'm trying to, I try so hard to cultivate a, a good, a good experience for all of you. When you come to my clinics, I want it to be the best day ever. And a lot of you guys have, have, um, you know, you, you've heard me in my, in my shows saying, you know, um, talking about the clinics and, and how amazing they are. And, and if you've been to a clinic, you've heard me say, you know, what's today and everybody in the, everybody will yell the best day ever, especially those that have been continually. And the new people are thinking, what the heck is this about? But I, I want it to be good. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it, it is really hard to just do that totally based off of the class. You know, the, it, it's, it's very challenging because, you know, you are um, spending time in camp, spending time around people at the camp. You're spending time in the environment. You know, first impressions are everything. It's so important to have a good first impression. And that includes first impressions of your place. You know, if you come in and, and the place is beat up and run down and ragged, it's it's going to show. And so luckily for me, um, all the people there, except for two, all of them but two were repeats. So So they already knew me. They already knew what I stand for. They already knew my standards. They already knew um, what this class is going to be like. And so that was a, a, a huge save because if this was everybody's first time coming, it would be rough. Now, I will say this. I, I went to the same facility last year, and it, it was in rough shape last year. You know, we talked to the people in charge, and they said, oh, yeah, we're going to work at this. And we're going to work at that and, and we're going to improve this and that. And so I said, okay, well, I'll give you another chance. I'm, I'm, I'm huge on second chances. We give them a second chance and it was worse than the first year. So to say the least, we're not going back to this facility. But the people there, you guys that were there were just so stinking cool. Um, I got to, I got to start off by, uh, giving a shout out to Charlie Canton. Um, she is from, she came all the way down to Gloucester, Ohio from Quebec. I don't know if I'm saying that right, according to her, because she made fun of me the way I said it, but Quebec or Quebec, I don't know. That's how I say it from Utah is Quebec. <laughs> but um, holy cow, what a long drive. What a long journey. She came down to do the cow working clinic. She had came down to the States last year. She came to New York. And she did a foundation class. And then she came down this year to Gloucester to do the cow working. She brought a great horse with her. Her horse was wonderful. Did a really good job in class. But that's not what I want to mention here on the show. Um, I want to mention this woman's grit and determination. Holy cow, Charlie, uh, a big shout out to you for for what you went through. So on her way down, um, all the way from Quebec, coming from Canada. So she's going to a foreign country to her and her, her transmission goes out. A $7,000 repair, according to her mechanics that she was dealing with. Um, she broke down on the side of the road with a mule and a horse. She's got her camper on her trailer, all her gear, everything. Um, and she's broke down in the U.S. She's from Canada. So... 
most people right there, and and there have been so many that have had truck issues, minor or major, that have caused them to quit. And and, and I can't blame them at all. Holy cow, you know we've had we've had truck issues uh, just like continuous every year. Um, we have something happen. It seems like. And it does bog you down. It makes you want to turn around. It makes you want to go home. It makes you want to quit. Troubles like that. Transportation troubles, I think they are deep in us. When when we are affected, when our mobility is affected and we can't go somewhere, it probably just like the back in the day, you're, you know, your horse comes up lame. Now you're walking. Your horse dies. You're walking. You know, and, and for us, I think it, it's a huge uh, anxiety booster when, when you have mechanical problems. At least it is for me in, in Sky. When we have mechanical troubles, it, it is really debilitating. I mean, it just it's so stressful. You know, we just went through a big breakdown back in Indiana with our truck, you know, right before the Ohio Clinic. And, wow, what a pain in the butt. So this lady, Charlie, um, she... She does not quit. Holy cow. She she goes on with it. She gets a rental truck, but she can't take her camper. So she takes all of her gear, gets in this, this rental truck, hooks on her trailer, leaves her, her truck behind, and she comes down to the clinic. And she shows up, tells us about what's going on. She's just sleeping in the back of the truck, the back seat of the truck, um, which was... I mean, that is not com- comfortable. I have slept on the back seat of a truck, I mean, way more times than I ever want to, especially back in my rodeo days, spreading out across that back seat. It's not comfy. It ain't made for sleeping. You know that. Plus, it was hot there at Gloucester. It was hot, humid. She don't care. She didn't complain once about it. And, and that's the cool thing. As she's telling us all this, she's just telling us matter-of-factly. She is not telling us and whining and crying and baby boo-boo stuff like I would. I'd be complaining about these truck breakdowns. I mean, you've heard it. I've done it on here. She's not complaining. Just It just sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But here I am. I, I didn't want to miss the clinic. She did not want to miss the clinic. She came to another country, crossed three states, I believe, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, to, to get to the clinic. And... I just have a lot of respect for her. Good job, Charlie. Thanks for hanging in there. You'll be successful in whatever you do in this life. You know, this young this she she's gonna just rock it whatever she wants to do. She's she's amazing. So good job, Charlie. Way to teach us a lesson. If you uh sorry you guys, if you keep hearing this buzzing, there is a fly in here. I'm coming to you from the Freightliner studio today, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Um, come to the, from the Freightliner studio and there's a fly in the Freightliner studio today that is just annoying me, but I'm not going to complain because Charlie didn't complain about all that truck trouble. So, um, somebody, something else I want to mention, um, that was, that was, you, you know, super interesting to me, um, was a, a, a little deal that, Betsy Lomax went through with her horse at the clinic. Now, Betsy is one of my master class students. She's been somebody that we've been coaching and, you know, working with. And her horse, Thunder, is doing really good. And, uh, you know, and, and he's he is good around cattle. And, and she was in, you know, Betsy did both classes. She did the mulemanship one, horsemanship one for her, and uh, the cow working. And... Um, her horse got really riled up in the cow work and he, he just, I mean, uh, there was a fire lit in him. He wanted to go, he wanted to do something. And, um, when, when he was going through that, I noticed that she kind of let him go on and just kind of let him do his own thing. And, you know, there, there are some instances that this is very important to do in in the cult starting. A lot of times we'll do that. Uh, we'll just kind of let him, you know, they get bothered, just let them move out on their own. But as you progress, your, your support means so much to the animal. And this is the hard thing to teach in my clinics, because if you come to a cult starting, I'm hammering on you to just let that cult have a lot of freedom of movement. 
you come to mealmanship one and it's a lot of lateral work. Um, but as you progress, we need to be able to support that animal and they, they need our support some more. The, the things that we do will offer them security. So what, when this animal, uh, her, when Thunder was, was getting bothered, you know, I suggested to her, hey, you know, you, you, you need to come in there with your legs. You, you need to apply your legs and, and help keep that horse centered. And, you know, there's a, a huge change that happens. It, it, when you support the horse physically, you can really start working your way towards supporting them mentally. Now, that's not always the case, and it doesn't always work that way. But one thing I do know is that if you can't support them physically, you won't support them mentally. So there, there is definitely a correlation there. And you can, you can see this lesson from all different angles if you'd like. You know, uh, but, but the most important thing I want to illustrate to you here on the show today is this horse needed her. And she kind of let him go that the, the first couple times until I, I brought it up to her. After I brought it up to her, she said, thanks, big improvement. That helped a bunch. And it does. If, 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 you, if your horse or your mule thinks that you're just sitting up there kind of bopping around and, and you're not really contributing, you're not really helping them through those situations, they will quickly discount you. And you've heard me use that phrase. And what I mean by discount you is they will begin to think, oh, well, this is just a bump on a log type of a human. They don't do anything to help us. And and, and they won't consider you. They won't uh, be aware of you. They 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 won't be, be with you. They're not interested in that. So it's important to the horse. It's important to the mule to support them when they are bothered. And in this case, for Betsy, the support came from adding your leg because what would happen when the, the horse would kind of want to move is he'd often pop his hip out to the left or the right, move his butt out and, and get off center. That tells us that the, the horse has loaded up the, the forehand. He's put a lot of weight up on the front end. And the hind end is loose and moving. The hind end is going faster than the front if this happens. So basically, hey, block that movement. Get your leg back. If he moves his hip over to the left, get your leg back and move it back to the right and vice versa. So anyways, good job, Betsy, making that progress. And, you know, speaking of master class students, this was a really cool clinic uh, because we had... Uh, what do we have? I think we had five master class students. We had Betsy... Sydney, Christina, Clint, and Judy, that were all, they're all in the master class. And then there was a couple there that are doing it next year. They're not signed up this year, but they're already enrolled for next year, which by the way, we are enrolling right now for our master class. So if you're listening to this, it's, uh, we're in September of 2023. Um, enrollment is happening right now for the master class and class for 2024 begins January 1st. So jump on and make sure you join us for that because it was so cool to see these five people, what they have learned in the master class, the continual working with them and, and, and coaching them and, and mentoring and helping and assisting them all this year. I know so much more about these animals and them than I normally ever would. And so I kind of know where they're at. And so the advice that I can give them is much more pertinent to, to their situation than the folks that just show up to the clinic that I, I, you know, I don't know their animal, never seen it, don't know them, never seen them, never met them. I don't know where they're at. The advice that I could give the master class students w was a whole different level. You guys, it, it, and their progress in the class, I feel was, was, a, was jump started and it was a huge boost. You know, three of them out of the five are coaching students, Christina, Sydney, and Betsy. Those three have been getting the coaching all year. And I've been seeing them on videos. You know, Sydney uh, and and Betsy, they are really good at sending videos. Christina, I need to kick her in the butt to send me more of them. But uh, Sydney's always sending me videos, Betsy often. So I kind of know where they're at. But even though they've sent me videos, there's still something special about being there live right then and there, seeing what's going on and being able to help them in, in real time. 
because th- there's just things that you can't see on a video. You can't see, you know, virtually that way. And, and there's things that's going on that, that they don't even, I guess they didn't even know to ask me about things that came up that they hadn't asked me about before that I saw that they needed to work on. And so hopefully they take those things home. But anyways, good job, Masterclass students. And those of you that want to get in on this class for next year, you need to get enrolled right now. Get started. Let's do it. Join me. It's awesome. Um, another one of the Masterclass students, you know, that just was really fun to watch. And I mentioned, I mentioned Christina. She, Christina Bailey, um, she brought both her mules, Ellie and Cruz. Um, but I want to mostly talk about Ellie. Uh, her done mule in this one. So she did the cow working, you know, in, in our clinics, you know, honestly, we don't see big changes over a three day period very often. And, and, and really that's totally fine. You know, I, I don't want you coming to the clinic expecting some big grand change in, in everything and everything to be so different when you leave, because that's not reality. And that's actually very rare. Okay. You know, and if sometimes if you, you know, if that's what you're striving for is big changes over three days, you're probably going too fast. You're pushing too hard, going too fast. However, there are these rare miracles <laughs> or these amazing moments that totally make my job on the road so much more worth it. And Christina and Ellie had one of those moments this weekend. The first day, Ellie was pretty scared of cattle. In fact, she needed, I, I say, borrow some confidence and I'll have somebody else right ahead of the animal as they go in there and as they they, they split the herd and, and move amongst the cattle and, and circle the cattle. So Ellie needed another animal to follow day one. She was pretty scared of them. Didn't really want to have a whole lot to do with them. Day two, she got to where she could ride in the herd, cut a cow out of the herd, stop it, block it a couple times, and it made huge improvements. And it was so neat to see. Day three, that mule, even pinned her ear, uh, pinned her ears at a cow. Holy cow. Talk about some improvement. And she got to where, you know, that last day, she cut a cow out of the herd, took it down the fence, put it through a set of cones all by herself. No help at all. Nobody there assisting her. Christina did that, and her mule Ellie did that. So stinking cool, you guys. And I know you're you're not getting the you're not getting the feeling that is there live. I, I know I can't portray that to you. How cool it is to see a mule's confidence increase. I'm addicted to it. I I love seeing mule's confidence get better. I love seeing people get better. You guys, I know I might be weird. I love success. I love to see other people and other animals succeed in this life. And this was one of those special moments. So, Christina Bailey, if you ever listen to the show, good job to you. I know I've told you good job, but I'm telling you publicly, good job. What a cool thing to see. Holy cow. There was a bunch of them in the cow working class that that made a lot of improvements. Um uh, a couple others that were a little bit hesitant, a little bit scared. Um, by the last day, they were all, everybody w- was cutting cows out, taking them down the fence on their own by themselves and, and doing it in a reasonable amount of time. We give, we give them time limits in the cow working so that we can continue rotating people and everybody gets turns at the cows. But, um, what a fun, what a fun class. And this cow working clinic there at Gloucester was our first our first cow working clinic east of the Mississippi River. So it was pretty special to us. Um, and and we've never been able to do any cow working clinics out here in the Midwest or um, along the East Coast. Never had any, you know, it's hard to organize it. It's hard to find the cattle. It's hard to find facilities that allow cattle. And um, everything that goes into that is, is really a, can be a pain in the butt to organize honestly, but when it all comes together and when it all happens, holy cow, do we have a good time. And I, I really hope that doing this cow working clinic is inspiring to these people out here 
because working cows, there's something special about it. And, and we're not doing this competitively. This is not a, this is not a performance clinic. This is a intro to cow clinic, intro to cow working. And the focus here is to utilize all the maneuvers and methods and principles that we teach in the horseman and horseman and muleship classes and apply those, those maneuvers and those principles and those methods while doing a job. That's the point. And it's amazing. And every participant there, they, uh, they, they commented on this, like, wow, we, we found stuff to work on. Definitely found holes, definitely found things that need to be improved upon because those cows, they will dang sure show you what you're, what you're missing out on for sure. So anyways, um, I'm going to bounce around some more, um, a little bit. I got to mention Connie Price. Uh, she brought her meal Waldo. Now, Connie, you've heard me talk about Connie on the podcast before, I'm sure. Um, she's been our, our, our clinic coach. She's the one that got us out on the East coast. She invited us to Virginia way back in 2016, invited us out here, got us going. And, um, I owe a lot of our success on the East coast to her, her invitation for dang sure. You know, she invited us, we had to show up, we had to do the work and prove that we could, you know, we could play out here. And we did that. And between her invitation and us getting it done, um, we've had great success on the East coast. She brought a mule named Waldo. This is a mule that, um, she came off of a couple years ago, um, got banged up and hurt on. She's had to work through a whole bunch of stuff with this mule. And, you know, I, I want to, I want to, I guess what I want to point out with her is, and I don't even know if she sees this, um, happening, but I want to point out that slow and steady makes all the difference. I've talked about it before. We want crock pot mules, meaning slow cooked, slow learned, everything's slow and smooth. I think we try to go too fast too soon. And I think Connie has tried to go fast over the years, but luckily her, her mule keeps her, keeps the damper on. And, you know, she has done a great job with Waldo. But it has taken years, and I, I want people to see that the, the way that success really works. Because she went from a mule having all kinds of issues and her having all kinds of issues with the mule to totally rocking it in the cow working class. So I was so impressed with Connie working the cows. She did so stinking good, and I'm, I'm really proud of her, you know, um, because she's, she's worked at it, you guys. All this stuff takes time. It takes work. You, you don't get to just show up and, and have it be all rainbows and, and perfect and everything go so, so just right for you. There's a lot of work involved, and she did it. So good job, Connie. Unfortunately for Connie, and this goes back to the stinking facility, um, the, the last day somebody broke into her cabin and went through her stuff and took her cards, stole some some cards, some debit cards or whatever. And this was extremely disappointing to me. Um, really disappointing because, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, my clinics, we attract good people. And, and I'm not saying that pridefully, but I am very aware of the fact that we have amazing people the best type of people in this world come to my clinics continually. I know for a fact, I'm, I'm just, I just know it. I'm just certain that it was nobody in our clinic that did that. I, I know that. There's no way. There's no way. Um, and I'm... I'm certain that it had to be somebody local. I don't know if somebody working for the, for the facility, somebody living there because there's all kinds of people living there and things going on, but just freaking disappointing, just totally disappointing. And she, she called the police. Well, she called the, the owners of the facility and they didn't seem to care a whole lot. She called the police and, um, got a report. Luckily, she called her husband, Scott, back home, 
got the cards shut off before any money was lost. So, so there was no, no, uh, no harm done on the bank accounts, luckily. But still, just, I mean, that just, ugh, I freaking hate thieves. If you're a thief out there, you need to change your ways. Go freaking repent and choose something else because it's just the, the, the lowliest of lows. I just think they're terrible people that think they need to steal crap. And I was just so disappointed it happened at a clinic. But luckily, Connie, she got her head up. She she got the police out there, shut the cards off. Everything's good. No big deal. She'll move on and be just fine. But, yeah, it's just so disappointing. Don't steal. And you're so dumb, whoever stole. I mean, just so just so dumb. Just so dumb. Anyways, um, after that happened, that was the first night I came back. And I, that's the first time I ever locked my tack room at a clinic. I locked my tack room and locked my truck. I haven't locked my, my truck in years. Locked my truck and it was really disappointing. We got out of there first thing. So, yeah, just don't like thieves. Let's change the topic, though. Let's talk about change over the years. Um, we had a lady uh, that came to this clinic, Sabrina Sally. The last time she came to one of my clinics was clear back in 2016. And and in 2016, uh, she had come to the clinic in Mammoth Caves, Kentucky. I, even, I forgot about that place. I haven't been there so long, but she came to Mammoth Caves, Kentucky. And, and the reason I want to bring her up is is just a comment she made. She said, wow, um, a lot has changed over the years. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, just how you teach a clinic. So I'm like, holy cow, yeah. If if the last time you you came to a clinic was in 2016, it, it is totally different. I mean, what is that? Is that seven years ago now? Mammoth Caves would have been seven years ago. And uh, yes, holy cow, we've made a lot of change. You can't help but change. You know, like at that clinic, this clinic I'm talking about in Gloucester, Ohio. I mean, we, we had over, um, I think there's over 20 head, or I think they sold, I can't remember how many stalls they sold. I think it was 20, 20 something stalls. But, um, you know, that many different horses, mules, and that many different people showing up at every every clinic every weekend yeah you bet if i'm not if i'm not learning if i'm not getting better i'm not paying attention we can always learn we can always improve we can always get better we can always be better and yeah there's all all kinds of changes that have been made since 2016 and and i've often said this i i wish i could go back to those of you that came to those clinics especially way back like when i started our first our first clinic that we ever did was in 2012 may of 2012 and <laughs> i wish i could go back and then have a redo of course that's the process of learning you got to enjoy the process and i do enjoy the process but there's a lot of people that came in 2012 and 13 and 14 15 16 17 18 and probably even this year that you know came to a clinic and like oh yeah i'm, I'm not coming back Give me a redo. I feel like I do a much better job now. I, I, you know, I, I hope I do. And so I was appreciative of the comment. Um, lots changed. Good. If I'm the same person five years from now, that's a problem. We should be changing, being better, trying to improve all the time. And, and I don't mean to say that in a negative way, that we should be always trying to change, 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 and, and you know, don't be satisfied. Don't be, uh, you know, comfortable where you're at. But I, uh, on the other hand, don't get too comfortable where you're at. Don't be scared of change. Push yourselves. Be better. There's so many things I can think of today that I can be better at. And I'm saying that in a positive way not in a negative way of, of I'm not good enough. I'm saying it like there's improvement to be made. There's things that I could be better at. There's things that I can do better at. I think that's important. 
So I hope if somebody comes, you know, if if I don't see Sabrina again until 2028 or 2030, I sure hope she says, wow, this clinic is much different than it was in 2023. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, it is. And um, I'm proud of that. And not, and not in a prideful way. Um, I'm... I it brings joy that I can improve and, and be better, and I hope all of you on your journeys, you're trying to be better, and you're doing things different today than you did five years ago. So thanks for that comment, Sabrina. Uh, also want to talk about a young man, fourteen year old young man, at the Gloucester Ohio Clinic. His name was EJ. Now, I really appreciate it when the young adults come. I, I love it. If you're out there listening to this, you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever. I want you to come to our clinics. I want you to be involved in this. It, it, it brings me joy when the young generation, the upcoming generation is doing these things because I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm scared of of, of the future of horsemanship and mulemanship. I'm scared for what it might look like for the world. It seems to have a little bit of a renaissance lately because of all the Hollywood hype around the Western culture. Maybe it's the, you know, I, I definitely think the TV still yellow, the TV, the TV uh, show uh, Yellowstone has a lot to do with it. Taylor Sheridan's run for a million. Uh, televised has a lot to do with it. I think that's bringing awareness to the Western lifestyle, and I'm appreciative of that. I don't watch Yellowstone. I have I've seen every episode of The Run for a Million, uh, The Last Cowboy. Uh, highly recommend that. Um, but I think it's cool to be a cowboy again, and so that gives me a little hope. And uh, because honestly, you know, I, I, it does concern me, like I mentioned, about the future of horsemanship and mulemanship, because the things that we teach, the things that we're going through, you know, th these things need to be passed down and handed down and taught and learned. And um, I just, you know, uh, you know, relatively speaking, I see, you know, way more senior adults, you know, adults that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s than I ever see of, of teenagers and 20s and 30s. Uh, I'd love to see the younger folks. I'd love to see you guys that are going to be the next generation of, of horsemen and mulemen out there show up. And this young man, his name's EJ. Uh, his dad also came. His dad's name is Jay, and, he, and, and the son's name is EJ. So that made it easy for me to remember. Well, this this young man, the, we're we're going through. We're getting people warmed up. The first hour of the first day, not even the first hour, the first ten minutes, of the first day, and and his mule hogs across the arena and, and dumps him off. Now this can this can really suck. Uh, some of you can relate. You've been there. You've been in that position. It's happened to you. It's happened to me. Um, and it sucks to hit the dirt. It really sucks to hit the dirt in front of a whole bunch of people. Um, it's just, it, you know, it, he didn't get hurt at all. There was no damage done to him physically. He's just fine. Um, but you all know that dang sure hurts the the pride. And I remember telling my coach that one day. I said, he said, you okay? And I said, nothing hurt but my pride. And he said, well, I just think if you didn't have any pride, you wouldn't be hurt at all. <laughs> Nice. Nice. That's exactly what you want to hear, right? Um, but it's true. Anyways, uh, I, I made sure EJ was okay. You all right, buddy? Everything good? All the parts, pieces working? Yep, yep, yep. We're fine. Okay, he's good. All right, gather up your mule. Don't get on. You need to go through your groundwork. And I said, are you familiar with the groundwork? This is his first clinic. I said, are you familiar with the groundwork? He said, yes. He and his dad had, had watched my videos, watched the groundwork checklist. I say, all right, go through the first three steps, clearing the front, centered circles, roll the hinds, return. Those are the first three steps. 
of the groundwork checklist. Go through those. And he, he begins it and he, he's, he's struggling to even get the fronts cleared. He's the, the mule is, is doing the circling shark, which if you've been to a clinic, you've heard me refer to that. Basically it's when the mule is continually cutting the circle, pushing you. Uh, there's really no such thing as rolling the hinds with this mule. So he's having a heck of a deal to get any of this groundwork done, anything at all. And I say, just stay right there. You just stay right there, work through some stuff. And, and I just kind of kept my eye on him and I let him keep going, just keep working through it until the mule kind of made some changes. But in order for that mule to change, EJ had to make some changes. And I saw him just trying to adjust and maybe he did it consciously. Maybe it was happening subconsciously, but he did make some adjustments, which gave me hope. I said, well, good. This young man is thinking. He is making some adjustments. He's trying to change something to see if the result changed. I just let him, I just let him experiment. I think that's so important. Any of you that have teenage uh, kids, 13, 14, 15 year old right in there, whatever, when they're working with the livestock, and the mules, let them just, just work things out. Let them kind of experiment with, with these different methods of working. Let them kind of just try this and try that and see what works and see what doesn't work. They need to get their own experiences. They need to get their own empirical evidence. As the scientists, scientists would say, they need their own evidence. They need their own experiences. Let them get it. Don't do everything for them. As much as I wanted to step off my mule Go grab that mule of his and 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 work on things, put you know, get things lined out for him, which I could have in about three minutes. As much as I wanted to do that, I had to let him sort it out on his own, work through it on his own, kind of go through his own experiences there. I think that's so important. And if you need to do that, if you're listening to this right now and that's you, well, feel free to do it. Play with this stuff. Just fool around. See what works. If it works, remember it. If it doesn't work, definitely remember it. <laughs> if you want to definitely remember the stuff that doesn't work, because you don't want to do it again. Anyways, EJ worked on the ground for a little while, and I saw things all settle down. And I was watching also for this mule to self-regulate. We talk about this so much in our clinics, and you've heard me talk about it here on the show. And those of you in the master class, you are probably sick of hearing that phrase, self-regulate, because we talk a ton about that in our in our monthly classes. Um, but I was watching this mule go through the process, this mental process of chilling out, basically, self-regulating, coping skills, returning to baseline. And I saw the mule take a breath. I saw the mule relax his head. And, and things started, you know, we, we started seeing the physical evidence of that mental comfort come through. All right, go ahead and get on. And as soon as he stepped on, as soon as EJ stepped on, the, the mule wasn't trying to buck him off this time, which was a huge plus. But he was all over the place, wanting to walk around, move around. And I said, just let's just work on standing still right there. Don't go anywhere. Work on standing still. And he kind of got that checked off. All right, let's just work on figure eights because the mule was was hyped up again. And, and it was almost like, and I've seen this a bunch, it was almost like as soon as the rider got on the back and was no longer on the ground holding the lead rope, it was like a brand new disconnect. I see this so often. We need to be working on that connection. We need that connection on the ground to transfer to us when we're in the saddle. I want that connection to stay with me. When I step in the saddle, I don't want that connection gone. If you've rode for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. It's happened to everybody, every one of us, where you know, things are working pretty good on the ground and we've got things lined out. As soon as we step on and we're kind of in a different vision, a different sight of the animal, it's like we don't exist. And so I said, well, let's just get to the feet. So I had him do some figure eights and some moves there in the middle. I said, you just keep doing figure eights until I tell you. Don't quit until I say so. And I love when these young men come and these young ladies come because they listen. Everybody gives the young kids a hard time. They listen way better than the adults do any day. Holy cow. 
they don't question anything I say. And I'm not saying that's totally positive because I like you guys to question things. That's how you learn. However, the, the young adults, they never question. They're like, yes, sir. Got it. Boom. They do it. And that's exactly what EJ said, where some of the adults, I, I'd tell somebody that was 30 or 40 years old to do the same thing. And they'd do it for two minutes and then quit. And I'd see them standing there. What are you doing? I'd have to get after him. Not EJ. He just sat there and did figure eights over and over and over. And finally, I look, I'm, I'm watching the mule. I'm watching his mule. I'm paying attention to how it feels mentally, how it's looking physically to tell me about the mental part. And I'm seeing the mule come down. I'm seeing it relax. I'm seeing it self-regulate. And as it's doing that, he's moving, he's moving. And finally I say, okay, buddy, you're good to go. Go ahead and join the team, join the crowd, join the participants, join the class. And he went back. And uh, from then on, he, he pretty well did great in the class. We found some big glitches in the forward motion. Besides that, though, he was checking things off. A great job. Uh, another youth that was there, uh, a wonderful young woman, uh, Jesse Cagle, um, Clint Cagle's daughter. Um, what a pleasure to have her join us. Uh, super impressed with her work ethic. Um, they're into the, the gated animals. They got these uh, high high-powered walking mules and a ton of energy, a ton of energy that can be very irritating. And it was very clear that it was a little irritating to Jesse. And in the first day of the clinic, she didn't really have a good time. Second, third day went better for her. Um, just super impressed with the work ethic. If you guys have young adults, these kids, just help them cultivate this stuff, inspire them, get them get them going in this don't force it. Just let it happen. Uh, it, it's so fun watching them. And I, I wish so bad that when I was their age, when I was 14 and 15 years old, that, that I could have, I wish I could have had access to the information that I'm providing now. I wish I wouldn't been able to, to be around this type of stuff back then. I, I wasn't, we just rode, just rode. And I'm not saying it was totally a negative thing. Maybe it was a good, it was a pretty good thing for me. I think I, I enjoy how I grew up. Uh, I really appreciate how I was raised, um, you know, but it would have been very nice to learn a lot of this stuff then. And these guys are, these, these young adults are learning super impressed by them. Super impressed. So good job, you guys. Um, you know, something else I thought would be interesting just to mention, and it's, it, it, it doesn't have a, you know, a whole bunch to do with, you know, the, the clinic, I guess, the, the, the actual mulemanship, the working of it. But at the potluck, you know, we, every Friday night at all of our clinics, for as long as I can remember, we've had a potluck dinner. It's a tradition. If you're planning to come to a clinic, make sure you're there at potluck dinner. Um, if you're not there, I definitely judge you. Definitely. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's fun to visit with people, and one of my favorite things, topics to visit about is, is what these folks do for a living. Because I I want to connect with all of you. I I want to I want to know where you're coming from. I want to know what brought you here, and I want you all to know everybody that comes to my clinic. You guys, I I truly do care about you, and I appreciate you being there. I super appreciate you wanting to be a better person for your horse or for your mule. That's so impressive to me when somebody wants to improve for something or somebody else. You know, when 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 that inspires you enough to go pay money, take time off work and go to a clinic so that you can be better for your animal. So cool. Most of us want to be better for ourselves, which I think is important too. Yeah, you should want to be better because you want to be better. But when you'll go through the sacrifices to be better, not only for yourself, but also for your animal, it's super impressive. And so anyways, I like to connect with people. I like to ask, you know, what, what you're up to, you know, what you do for a living. And, and I got to talking to, to Logan uh, and her husband, Nathan, about careers. And we just got chatting. And these, these two are, are chemical engineers and super interesting. And I was saying, you know, the most common careers that come to my clinics are engineers and nurses. That would probably be the top two engineers and nurses. But I said, 
you know, we've had people from all walks of life. You know, we get people and I just started naming, you know, the people at the clinic that I knew. And, you know, we had real estate agents and uh, border patrol agents. Um, we had uh, police officers. You know, there was, um, I mean, all kinds of stuff, welders, all types of construction, all types of mechanical stuff, um, teachers, lawyers, doctors, nurses. I mean, all kinds of jobs. It's so, so cool. Uh, you know, our host, Jamie uh, Jellison, and big shout out to Jamie and her husband, Jelly. Uh, you know, they, they hosted this clinic and, and made it so fun and so good for everybody. Um, but, you know, Jamie has a business where she uses her dog to detect bed bugs at hotels and restaurants and whatever, and places, bed bugs. So cool. So cool. I mean, what a unique job. And I guess why I wanted to share this is it just kind of stuck in my mind more this past weekend was all the things that bring us together, you know, um, and for it to be mules and horses. How cool is that? It's so cool to me that, that these wonderful animals can bring all these people who would otherwise probably not know each other at all. I have no reason to to visit with a chemical engineer in my life. I don't, I don't need any. I don't. I don't. I'm totally different ball game in my life. I mean, but yet we come together because of the mule, because of the horse. It's just so impressive to me. So cool, you guys. All the all the friends you can meet, and you know these clinics. You really, you really can meet so many wonderful people. There's some great people there. I guess, uh, you know, I, I wish I could go through the list and, and talk about every single person and because we truly had a, a wonderful group of people. And we had people come from, from, you know, Charlie came from Quebec and we had people from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, North Carolina, um, I'm probably missing more, um, but, you know, we had quite the gathering and super fun time, you guys. So anyways, I hope some of these uh, these random thoughts and these things that come to mind that I'm sharing on this show might help you learn something, might help you be better today. Uh, as always, I would really appreciate it if you guys would leave us a review, especially if you listen on Apple Podcast. Leave a five-star review and leave your comments it really helps us and make sure you hit subscribe so that these uh, show up in your in your uh you know your podcast feed so they'll be there but thank you so much you can find out more information about our clinics and about the master class and everything else we do at tsmeals.com until next time friends god bless you and we will see you down the road <music>